0: Welcome to the Brave Little Podcast. Coming from California, here's Aaron Alvarado and David Stauffer.
1: Welcome to the Brave Little Podcast. Joining me from Los Angeles, California, fresh with the Delta variant. It's no, no, Anna. no. Oh, Sir,
0: no? I am fully masked. I am vaccinated. There is no Delta variant because of this this mask right here. Oh, okay. So I am safe.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. Have you, Aaron, you're, you and I are both in California. The mask mandate was recently lifted. I think we we're the, the last state other oh, than was Hawaii. It? it was, yeah. So oh, you don't okay, have to wear a mask I'll, I'll in your home this. anymore. You okay. can t- go ahead and take that off. Right. Have you had the courage to go into a local grocery store without a mask yet?
0: Oh, you better believe it. Yeah, th- <laughs> that, was, that started a long time ago. You know, yeah, that started... That started after I started it, uh, like, five minutes after I got the first poke in the arm.
1: You know what's so funny is people that talk about um, how crazy California has been and their, their draconian big government rules around coronavirus and their mm-hmm. lockdowns. and They're talking like California is the worst state. Well, buddy, I just flew back from Hawaii two nights ago. And let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to Hawaii recently, yeah. too. It uh, doesn't, I mean, California doesn't hold a candle to how serious the state of Hawaii taking, uh, is taking the coronavirus, and as they should, right? Island breakouts are insane. Dude, I, I, Mr. Pro Mask himself, I got yelled at by a parking attendant because oh, when I yeah. pulled up to take my ticket, I wasn't wearing my mask in my car. Mm-hmm. I, I got yelled mm. at. And I, oh I, I was so, oh, I just felt so belittled and so humiliated, and rightfully so. <laughs> But
0: you finally you finally understood what the anti-maskers were about. You're like, that's it. I get it now.
1: For a second, I I was like, geez, I might vote Republican. Um, (laughs) No, it it did feel a little bit like, oh, yeah, there's there's some real shame here, you know, especially when it's like a like someone from Hawaii. Right. Like a native islander, you know, Mm -hmm. because then it's like a double whammy because it's coming from like, what are you doing here? Coming to my home without a with mask, with your germs,
0: exactly yeah. with your germs, and I was like, "This oh, is
1: jeez." I've become the proud boy that I was. I was always afraid. I was.
0: Wow. I mean, there's a there's a, a bit of a history of uh, settler colonialism in the. I islands. don't know anything about that. I don't White know people about coming that. to their islands, <laughs> bringing their diseases. Perhaps oh, you've no. read something about that. Oh, so I think no. they're a little touchy on the subject. But no, I, that's the thing. Like you know, L.A. was was in like a real lockdown for. You know, probably three good weeks back last year sometime like a straight up real lockdown yeah um but after about a month everyone was just kind of like okay i'll wear a mask but you still went everywhere the only things that were closed was like a barber shop a tattoo parlor yes and like you couldn't get your nails done um everything else was open yeah uh, besides like you know music venues bars and all that stuff eventually that stuff opened up later but we weren't, like, really locked down like yeah. Hawaii was. It's not even like, close.
1: The hoops I had to jump through just to qualify uh, for travel um, to Hawaii. The, I, I literally had multiple COVID tests taken just in mm-hmm. case there was a false positive or, you know, or I didn't get the results back in time. And then I had to go to the airport and get pre-cleared for Hawaii mm-hmm. travel and get a wristband. And it, it, there were so many hoops to jump through that I was, <laughs> I was stupid enough to think that it was so hard that maybe we would be by ourselves on this island, right? Like, surely <laughs> people aren't jumping, you know, this is gonna stop people from traveling to Hawaii because this, it's just, a, I couldn't imagine with kids having to do it. And, you know, we went out there uh, to Hawaii, Lindsay and I, to, you know, we met my sister and her husband and four kids who are from Texas. Uh, they flew out there as well as my mom. So it was a little bit of a family gathering. Now, we, this was a pre-pandemic uh, planned vacation that got postponed, of course, because of the pandemic. Um, And I got to feel like that's the case for a lot of the people that were on my flight, because not only was it a full flight, but Oahu was body to body, my friend. Oh, yeah. It was nonstop. Traffic was bumper to bumper. The beaches, of course, Waikiki Beach is always like really, really busy. It's the most populous area. But still. It was like tough to find a spot on the sand. I, now, don't get me wrong. I loved it. My, it's, um, I was going to say Miami. Hawaii is amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miami, less amazing. Um, <laughs> More dangerous, by the way. A little dangerous. A little dangerous. Yeah. yeah. yeah Buildings no. falling over. Yeah, yeah. Not great. Not great. What's going on there? Uh, yeah. But, but, but you, you know what? You can walk around without a mask. And no one's going to stop no, you. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, don't you dare wear a mask in Florida. It's but, the polar opposite of Hawaii.
1: It, I don't know. No, you went to Hawaii, what, a month ago?
0: Yeah, we went about a month ago. So ten, typically my wife and I, we try to go to Hawaii like every other year basically. Yeah. And we were fortunate enough to, to pull that off. And we were supposed to go last year just like you guys. Yeah. And uh, we had to push it back. And so we went this year and, and it was like right when we got there, it was like the beginning of them opening up um, as much as they are, which is not really opened up. but yeah. it's it's pretty open um and it was packed like it's it was like peak season like we so we try to go off season that's when we go um smart but yeah you guys are you guys went during the peak season of the opening post pandemic before they
1: they, like right now japan's not allowed to travel into hawaii and that is a, a large chunk of their tourism comes from japan yep um and they haven't even come. And I, even I had an Uber driver who was telling me, like, I don't know what's going to happen when Japan. Australia as travel. well. And Australia. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Like when those countries open and they're able to travel to Hawaii, like he's like, I don't know. There's no room. Like, there's literally no rental cars. Like, yep. it's crazy. Now, on my flight over, there was this unique feeling in the air that was almost palpable. And I, and I, and it, I think it came from the fact that a lot of people were in the same situation where this was a delayed vacation. Right, because of the pandemic, and people have been stir crazy at home. They're ready to get out. They're ready to to just relax on an island after a crazy twenty twenty. And we are like, I'm telling you, man, twenty minutes in air. Okay, we haven't even reached cruising altitude yet. Right. And we get the old. I don't know if this has happened to you. Have you ever been on a flight where the the pilot gets on the intercom and and asks if there's a doctor no. on board? No, you, absolutely not. You, that's never happened to you before. No. OK, so I've had that happen a few times wow. where it's like and, and it, usually the response you hear like, uh, is there a doctor on board? Immediately, people's headphones come off and it becomes the new in-flight entertainment. People are like, right, Wait, what? like, oh, they're turn- like where's the here? am I going to see a dead body on a plane? Like mm-hmm. what? You know, so there's kind of this excitement, um, but also like a caution and a concern for the well-being of the person. But also kind of like, hey, this things are happening, you know, that's that's not the response that happened this time. The, the pilot gets on the intercom and asks if there's a doctor on board, and you can see the faces of the people around mm. us. This dread and this terror—not not for the—not out of concern for the well-being of this poor soul. Who, yeah. by the way, sitting directly behind me. Sitting oh, directly that's behind convenient. Me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I realized it when I was like, whoa. What? You know, I was kind of like, oh, there's si-, you know, and I and I'm looking. I'm like, well, where are they? And then I realized the dude behind me is profusely sweating. And oh he's wow! Like, he's sitting there shaking and he's sweating, and then the flight attendant comes up and she's like, "Oh, we're getting you some ice." And I'm like, "Oh, this dude is like, he was, I mean, it was pretty tough, right?" Mm-hmm. And uh, but you could feel everyone on the plane be like, "Oh no, don't, dude, don't turn this plane around, don't you dare!" <laughs> it really was. It it was not like, "Is he going to be okay? Are we going to?" It was like we have been waiting. <laughs> 18 months or a year or whatever mm-hmm. for this vacation. Don't don't you like, dude, don't screw this up for us. Like that's, that was the feeling. You could see the look on people's eyes. They were, they were like, Oh no, don't no, well, this is." We're easy. so close. Don't do it, man. We just, we're yeah. not even, we're almost a cruising out. And I, I felt really bad for him. And, uh, but this is what happens, right? You get these degrees of medical professionals that mm-hmm. hop up to help. and And God bless these people, right? I mean, this is, I'm grateful that they're on. There were a lot of doctors, by the way, on this flight. To Hawaii. Oh wow, good. And uh, the, were they the real jo- doctors? Well, that's the thing, right? It depends on who yeah. you ask, right? So, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like watching the stampede, of, you know, pro- like approach this like limping gazelle. You know, what I mean, like mm-hmm. the earnestness and the excitement to be like, I was trained for this moment. This is their time to I'm shine. I'm going to save a life on yep. a plane yeah. and save everyone's Hawaii vacation, right? Mm-hmm. Which I welcome. I welcome that enthusiasm. I'm not knocking it at all. But we the first two there, okay, are an EMT and a cardiologist. Not a doctor. Cardiologist. Oh, wow, cardiologist. Oh, That's yeah. No, the cardiologist. Oh, boy, did he make sure he put the EMT in place. Um, uh uh-huh. Because <laughs> he walked up. He's like, yeah, I've got a um, medical background, which I, I always love that. It's like, oh, medical background. Not a doctor. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's a dentist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dentist. That's I was wanting that so bad. It's like, dude, bring out some Novocaine or something. Let's get this guy numbed up, you know. But the guy's like emt and the guy's like oh, oh i see <coughs> cardiologist you know <laughs> and i'm like oh this cardiologist is gonna be fun and he was right so he immediately awesome. goes into the bedside manner mode it's like hey but so hey bud what's going on just started sweating huh just just they didn't start before the flight it's uh, you know he's like kind of doing the doctor mm-hmm, voice mm-hmm. like yeah how you feel do you have something to eat something no when's the last time you've been to the bathroom got a fever?" You, do, you know, he's just doing all that, you know. I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, he's going through the thing. And the EMT guy's still kind of hanging around. That's like, you know, maybe I'm going to be needed. And he's, the cardiologist is kind of like, you, you can go. You know, go back. Mm-hmm. Go back sit, And then the flight attendant comes up. One of my favorite moments in this whole saga is the flight attendant comes up, really excited. She has good news. And she goes, hey, we, we, there's actually a real doctor up in first class if we need him. And the guy's like, real doctor? <laughs> I'm a cardiologist. And she's like. Yeah, he's a doc- he said he's a doctor. She goes, I, said, I am a doctor. I'm a cardiologist. I'm a doctor. And like, you could tell he was not happy uh, with the insinuation that there was a <laughs> yeah, real yeah. doctor in first class. Real right?
0: doctor was a very poor choice of words on that uh, Well, like this. I,
1: I, and the fact he was coming from first class, it was just oh, a whole of lot of stuff. You yeah, know, it was layered. Yeah. I mean, you could tell he, didn't, he was not. You know. So anyway, the dude, is, the dude is basically by this guy's side. Mm-hmm. Um, who I feel bad. They end up putting him in oxygen. Mm-hmm. and uh there you know he has to the dude when the uh the flight attendant came up and it's like hey the, the pilot wants to talk to you up in the cockpit I, it was like watching a boy on christmas morning you know his eyes lit up the cardiologist was like i gotta go in the cockpit to the, yeah, talk yeah, to yeah. the. i don't think he actually went in the cockpit i think he had to, i think he got on the phone to talk to the, sure. the pilot just to like give him like a you know, apprise him of the situation and this guy sure, he yeah, was yeah. so excited to tell him that this guy was gonna be okay but he's sweating you know
0: um <laughs> that it. was it. That, that was it. He's uh, in my medical profession or um, in my medical background and training. Uh, my opinion is that he is sweating a lot. <laughs> well, that's so
1: the thing. The guy, he, he was not on any medications. He, he, his, he was um, just hot. He, he, was, he was hot. <laughs> Dude, he was just he was warm on that plane. Um, he was profusely sweating. Don't get me wrong. But he uh, didn't have a temperature. His blood pressure right. was great. His heart rate was fine. They even, they're like, is, some, is there a diabetic on the plane that has like a thing? in the, you know, diabetics, you know, there are several diabetic heroes that jumped up. They're like, I got my thing here. And so they're sharing, you know, um, mm-hmm. blood readers and they're like, oh, his blood sugar is fine. You know, yeah. everything was fine. And uh, they're trying by, for the high score. Yeah. <laughs> the, the sugar <laughs> eating. <laughs> I love it. That he just pops off a of 500. <laughs> um he's like yeah i had like a dozen snickers bars right this, before i got uh, <laughs> yeah, um my stick. question is
0: are you really sick if um your treatment is just putting a fan on your face because that's that's what it sounds like well dude th- they, so they needed. lay him
1: down they moved the two people in his row so he can lay down honestly he had the most cush like mm-hmm. uh, trip there because he got to lay down he was hooked up to oxygen he didn't have to breathe on his own he <sighs> didn't want it i mean it was a pretty good gig and yeah. for being a little sweaty um But what I love too is they land – we land in Oahu, right? And that's – and they're telling us like people don't jump up, which is like the most difficult thing in the world to do is tell people – on a plane not to so immediately wait. jump out of their seats mm-hmm. to grab their bags before they've even like taxied to the freaking gate, which is hilarious because it's like, what are you, what are you doing? We're, we're all going to have to wait 20 more minutes Stupidest. before we can, yeah, yeah. but I, I love It's humans are humans. You know, it is what it, I, yeah. I, I, I find a lot of joy in, um, uh, in all these. Yeah. Situations. My favorite
0: thing is like the person that right, that is right behind you. That is absolutely going to have to wait for you. They're going to have to wait, um, for, to wait for you,
1: but up. they're encroaching on your space that mm-hmm. in a way that's like, if you don't leave right away, I will pass you. And I'm, and I'm Sorry. always like, no, you won't. Mm-mm. No, you're not you passing me. <laughs> I'm going before you. You're in the <laughs> row behind me. That's the row you chose because we're on Southwest. Um, <laughs> yeah. By the way, that's the that that's the thing. is Southwest, we, we, this is a Southwest flight. I was expecting the flight attendants. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That,
0: there was a doctor on a Southwest flight. I know, I know.
1: <laughs> you and me both. Pretty surprised. Uh, yeah, an EMT, a cardiologist, right, and a real right. doctor. I know. Uh, but while there was, was like that all a doctor that, of
0: like uh, uh, a. <laughs> What is that? One of those yeah. honorary PhDs? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, he's Bill just a, business, a successful
1: businessman who's given an honorary PhD. Yeah. From it's
0: <laughs> like a doctor of economics or something. Oh, gosh. oh
1: my gosh. Uh, I would love to jump up in the situation and be like, I was certified to do CPR in 2002. And that's like, that's <laughs> as much as, 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 I, as you got. I'm also an Eagle Scout for what that's worth. So if you need some knots tied.
0: yeah, literally more training than the EMT. So.
1: <laughs> yes. the mt was oh man boy was that he got rooked uh, but we <laughs> land we land and they're like please don't stand up we need to have first responders uh and I was like oh god bless the first responders we go. they got to come on board right and they got to check him out and this was like this was great because this guy this dude this Hawaiian dude comes running on you know first responder and, and he's like starting to do his whole thing where he's asking the guy you know Like, basically, he's just trying to figure out, do we need to take you to the hospital? Like, what what was the situation? Meanwhile, the cardiologist is trying to download all of the information that he has to the first responder, who has no time for the cardiologist, right? So the cardiologist is like, yeah, yeah. So I, I checked his blood pressure. This was blood pressure. And then we did uh, a blood sugar reading. And then I, I gave him some of this. We, we have him some ibuprofen. He's like, okay, okay, cool. Look, I'm going to just do my thing here. I'm just going to do my thing. Um, and then he's like, he's starting to ask questions. But the cardiologist is like, no, yeah, I already asked him that. And, and, and then this. And the, and the cardiologist keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. Mm-hmm. And the, the first responder dude's like, oh, please, let me do my thing. But the cardiologist like no 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 man this I, this is my save right Already like i'm not it. yeah. it's like he was the relief pitcher trying to come in on the mound a little early you know and he's like no 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 i'm throwing nothing but strikes right now <laughs> so and it was funny cuz i was getting off the plane with the cardiologist and uh the cardi. it was so funny cuz the cardiologist was looking for the pilots to let them know he was the hero you know of course. and he found them right uh, they had they had gotten off onto the gate and he goes, like, oh, uh, hey, I'm the cardiologist. And the pilot was like, oh, uh, oh, you're the one who helped. Us. He's like, oh, thank you so much. We'd love to like, get you a meal sometime or do something for you. He goes, oh, that'd be yeah. great. I, w- I would love that. Yeah. I mean, this is what I was trained to do, you know, and I'm sitting there just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like
0: that was his moment to shine. Oh, and He pulled it off. You know,
1: his family was in the back of the plane being like, "Daddy's a hero. You know, they were, mm-hmm. you know, because this guy was maybe 40. You know, he wasn't that old, but he was beaming. He started his Hawaiian vacation by saving a life, and you know? I was excited for him. I was—I I mean, I, I saved his life just about as much as he did, but sure. But you know, it was exciting nonetheless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No, my flight was uh, not quite as exciting. Um, I don't. It was just like not memorable at all. We had a, a good seat. There was um, plenty of storage Would capacity you fly? Delta? for my United. Uh, we flew Hawaiian. It's oh, the nice. best way to fly. You got to fly Hawaiian. So, wow. yeah, no no um, oxygen needed on our flight. Uh, I did get to – I did win a hand of uh, poker, though. Because you, if – you I don't know on Southwest, but in, on Hawaiian, there's video games attached to the – Can you play against in, other passengers? You can play against other passengers, and there's, um, like – this in-house entertainment thing—that's mm. really, really cool. I doubt, I doubt Southwest has
1: that. They do not. So. I can tell you that right now. No monitors yeah. on the seats in front of you up whatsoever. Yeah. Is that true? Is that real? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's a bummer. It's fine. I got my iPad. Yeah. Out. Did you watch yeah, anything yeah. though? Did you watch any of these new movies that are direct to streaming? Did you watch? So any I didn't
0: didn't watch anything on the way up. I did watch on the way back. I watched Tenant. Oh. So yeah. that was great. Good I'm airplane the, movie. I think. I think Tenet is a perfect airplane movie. Oh, it's long. It's, it's drawn out. Um, you have to really focus on it so you, you forget about what's going on around you. Yeah, uh, I loved it. I thought it was, it was more enjoyable on the plane than uh, when I saw it the first time. So I was Gosh, a huge fan. Is,
1: it's amazing what planes can do for subpar. Not, not saying this is a Tenet's case, but subpar, mediocre mm-hmm. to bad movies. An airplane can make watchable, mm-hmm. very watchable. Absolutely. That was certainly my experience. I watched uh, The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt, which is apparently (laughs) breaking streaming records, records of which we have no access to data, so who knows what, you know. So
0: we just have to believe their claims.
1: But, like, you know, I had been hearing how, you know, dumb it was, how crappy it was. You know, you got, like, 55% Rotten Tomatoes, which is kind of middle of the road, you know. Uh, The audience score seemed to be high. Uh, But I watched and I was like, oh, this was fine. I went in with low expectations. It was was a good airplane movie. I'm not going to watch it on my big screen. I'm not going to watch it ever again. I would say that's
0: a great Airplane movie. Oh, for
1: Airplane, it was just right. It was just right. You got the charisma of Chris Pratt. You got time travel. You got aliens. You got it all. You got Mm -hmm. J.K. Simmons. You got it all. It's great.
0: Yeah, I think it's also... I think it's really one of those versatile movies where it's, you know, like you said, it's a people pleaser, crowd pleaser, um, disposable. Just watch it once and you'll probably never watch it again. But I also think that it's... So filled with tropes, like we've seen everything that's in this movie in like a dozen other movies that tackle the same type of thing. So, because it, all it does is like reuse those tropes, you can just like tune out. Like you, you really could just play on your phone and Absolutely. not pay attention to the movie whatsoever, and you don't miss a thing. Nah, you don't yeah. miss a thing. Which yeah. is, I mean, that's perfect for the streaming generation, I think, because most people are watching or playing on their phone. That's right. While the movie plays. That's right. So, so that versatility is, is actually place to its benefit i imagine i think that's part of the reason uh it did so well so yeah
1: well so this by the way so this episode i want to talk the main uh, theme of this isn't my hawaiian uh flight to (laughs) my flight from sacramento to oahu my nonstop flight uh it i want to talk about cinema classics that we haven't seen we will get to that before we do though have you been back to the movie theaters have you seen any of these recent releases there have been a Uh, couple of movies that are popping off
0: yeah, we haven't been back yet, but we did start getting charged the um, AMC A-list oh, again. Oh, are you getting charged so now? Okay. Yeah, so now we have we have a reason to go back. So. Oh, good.
1: Regal hasn't started charging me yet. Uh, oh wow, yeah.
0: Regal's still around, huh? They made I, it through the pandemic, they, allegedly. Yeah,
1: uh, their <laughs> stock is apparently really high because they're AMC. So yeah, or no, not AMC. What is Regal? Oh no, Regal is its own. Sorry. Yeah,
0: Regal's its AMC, own. AMC
1: though is the, That's the GameStop. That's stopping. right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And now That's they have illegal. the cash infusion of the A-list, um, where they're charging us twenty bucks a month or whatever. Amazing!
1: It is. <laughs> amazing that I, the largest theater exhibitor in the United States was saved by a, a subreddit. Uh, pretty, pretty incredible. Well,
0: yeah, and you know what's funny is, I driving home on the freeway right now. Um, you know, people just put random signs on the overpass, like handwritten signs, all over. Um, and one I saw today was AMC to the moon.
1: I was no going to say, is it H O D L?
0: That might have been on the backside. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it, I love yeah it. it said AMC to the Moon. I love <laughs> it. Uh,
1: so, it's, uh, if you were to take a guess, what, which film domestically is the highest grossing film this year in theaters? What would you be?
0: This year, uh, my guess would be it would probably be A Quiet Place, too.
1: It is. That, okay. Now it'll be p- surpassed shortly by F9. Uh, oh which yeah, has, exactly. So a quiet place domestically is made 145, which is pretty remarkable. That's huge. Yeah. And then 112 internationally. So they're at, they're sitting 257 uh, worldwide, where F9 is at 122 million uh, domestically, yeah. but another 378 uh, internationally. So they're at 500 million worldwide.
0: There's never gonna be a point in our life where there isn't a fast movie, is there?
1: No, never. Ever again. Never again. That's incredible. They, they will never stop. They, they will never that is stop.
0: insane. Well so my question is about a quiet place. Do we now have a quiet universe, like expanded universe? Because we're oh, gonna have to, yeah. have to have multiple sequels.
1: Yeah. I they're they're never gonna stop making those movies either. It's it's gonna well, get loud. it's not gonna be a yeah. quiet place for much longer. It's they have get to get go loud. prequel. I think they have to go prequel with the next one. Well, that the, did you see? You didn't see the new one, did you? No, I didn't see the new okay, one. Okay. Well, the whole opening sequence is a pre. Uh, the first fifteen minutes is oh, okay. The, is a prequel sequence. Not no spoilers here. It's, uh, but yeah. Uh, so they already dipped their toes a little bit in that water, and you know mm-hmm. John Krasinski wants to get right back in front of that camera. That man can't oh, yeah. stay behind the camera for so long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, the pandemic hit, and the dude was already he. He reinvented himself as an anchor on a good news talk show, right? Like, the guy just has to be in front of the camera. But I get it. He's handsome. Uh, A lot of people say I look like him. But uh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna put him yeah. It's gonna be a full-on prequel. You know, we're gonna get to the point where we're gonna watch a movie. We're gonna watch a Quiet Place prequel that doesn't even get to the alien. It's just gonna be about the family life. It's just gonna be a. I dream. love it. Yeah, yeah. Give it to me. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Oh, the, everyone's ready for it. Um, I'll just just round out the top five here on the domestic box office. Godzilla vs Kong with 100 million domestically, and then of course That's a, good one. a billion international. Cruella with 77. Uh, domestically, and then The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, number five. Did not see that one. Do you, have you seen any? No. The Conjuring is
0: a sequel, right?
1: Yes, it, okay. but it's a universe now because they have the Annabelle movie and the Nun or something. There's a couple of movies that are part. Seen any it's a cinematic of them. universe. I haven't seen any of them. Okay, yet. and I love scary movies.
0: I, like I don't them. watch demonic movies. Yeah, that stuff is satanic. I, I don't. I don't well, dip my toe in the... It's in against the, uh, your, yeah, religious beliefs. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Rosemary's yeah.
1: Baby was the last one you caught, right? Um, yeah, never again. I'll never, never watch another horror again. movie. <laughs> 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 um, again. Uh, Aaron, so we have a list. Both you and I have a list of five films that we are maybe a- ashamed is a strong word, but they are considered cinema classics that, for one reason or another, we just haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. I would say
0: not ashamed, but we have not done our due diligence. We just haven't that. done
1: our due diligence it's funny because i um i'm reading the novelization right now of once upon a time in hollywood that quentin tarantino wrote it came out this past week and pretty good movie it's yeah yeah pretty good um it is so chock full this novel of references to people and movies like old old obscure westerns directors of episodic westerns from the 50s like (laughs) crazy references that i i will stop and i will google because at first i'm like these can't all be real and oh yeah they are um but it's amazing how much cinema I don't know. And, yeah, we do this podcast. I love movies. We both work to the movie theater. I go see movies all the time. But people will say to me, like, oh, so you're like a cinephile. And it's like, I'm not. The truth is, is I'm not. I love movies. And I'll be honored to be a cinephile. But the truth of it is, is Quentin Tarantino is a cinephile. You know, there are certain oh, yeah. people who are true cinephiles who can rattle off all the different eras and directors. And, they, and I'm just not. I'm not that well-versed. I'm truly not. And you'll, my list will prove that. Um, I do want a few examples before going through a list, though. Are there examples of classics that you discovered later in life, like in your later 20s or 30s, where it was like, yeah, I just didn't get around to this film until now. But, wow, every, what everyone said was right.
0: Yeah, uh, basically basically every classic. So I, growing up, I didn't watch any, mm. anything that you would consider like a classic movie, per se. So even The Godfather, I never watched that until I was in my 20s. Um, The Godfather, uh any of the uh like any of the classic De Niro, Raging Bull, Deer oh, Hunter, yeah. any of that stuff I didn't watch it until I was in my twenties. Oh. Um but yeah, even movies like um black and white movies, I didn't watch any when I was younger. Mm. Um, so not until I like I had the ability to research this stuff and actually go out and find it did I find um any interest in these black and white classic movies like Casablanca and Citizen Kane and uh um, What's was another one that I oh uh, Lawrence of Arabia I thought was like that movie blew my mind the first oh, time I watched it isn't it special it was just, yeah, it's just like incredibly long and uh, it's just so expansive and, and it felt like th- these old movies they felt like um, when they talk about an epic you know when people say this is an epic movie it really felt like something beyond just a movie going experience it felt like it was so long and encumbersome and, and it was just like this is almost like a novel the way it plays out um, and I think that we don't really get that now. Yes, we get mo- some movies that are longer, but a movie like that, or The Godfather, does it feels different when you're when you're watching it. So um, I think that's really what opened my eyes to the classics. is It's just a different way of watching a movie and experiencing them. And uh, there's just you're you're never gonna scratch the surface of what there is in the history in the history of a film and TV and all that. Um, the entertainment industry as a whole. Uh, But, yeah, there's people like Tarantino and um, Scorsese. If you've ever ever listened to Scorsese talk about the films that he grew up or the films that he's passionate about, it's like he's talking a different language. It's like he's making these things up because I've never heard of 90% of the stuff that he brings up, but he's so passionate about it. He he has, like, instant recall of this stuff. And the way that I liken it to is, like, someone that is super passionate about a sport or who grew up, like, um, you know, watching – like like Bill Simmons, uh, you know, we rag on the guy, um, yeah, but he has like an encycl- encyclopedic knowledge of certain eras of basketball that he can refer back to, like oh, yeah. bench players from the 1970s. Like that is it's a similar sort of recall um, where you can appreciate this this small little element, and it's that's very bar- that's very similar to like appreciating uh, a director of a a western episodic tv show from the 60s like tarantino does so i think it comes from the same place that that passion if you're really if that's really what your life is all about um you're just going to go in deep and uh you're going to find like the beauty in in something as uh like the minutia of who who the dp was on a tv show uh for the bonanza or whatever you know yeah but that stuff is really super interesting. And I, and I look at... Um, when I started to go into the, <clears throat> the history of like um, Paul Newman, mm. like if you go back and watch his early movies, they're incredible. I think his early stuff yeah. is better than he, the stuff he did later in life, wow. which is still amazing. That stuff's great. Yeah. But just to see the way that he evolved as an actor, even, um, this is super impressive. And you look at the craftsmanship of the people that, that made those early films, it's totally different than than today or even totally. you know 20 or 30 years ago it was just, it's just a different art form um in the
1: 60s and 50s so yeah now but it's it interesting is for Qu- tarantino it's one thing to have an encyclopedic knowledge about episodic cowboy tv from the 50s he grew up in the 60s uh and 70s he was not that far removed from it right it's it's mm-hmm. definitely harder now without someone shepherding you through that experience yep. right it's harder now like For me, I'll say growing up, (laughs) I didn't realize how unique this was at the time or how grateful I am, but my dad was all about Magnificent Seven, The Wild Bunch, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, The Outlaw, Josie Wales, uh, all of those Clint Eastwood, certainly Westerns. Um, But I remember one Saturday, I went with him once to, (laughs) we bought this VHS set of cassettes, a ton of them, and it was the Alfred Hitchcock collection. My dad awesome. said we're we're watching every one And over, you know, an extended period of time, we watched every single Alfred Hitchcock film. And I like most of my friends have seen a like Psycho, maybe mm-hmm. Vertigo. But I asked my friends if they've seen Rear Window, right? Which is like that's still like North by Northwest. Those those are not obscure Hitchcock films, yeah. those are like really big. And most of them have not seen it. And I realized like, oh I was just I was fortunate enough to have my dad was like yeah these are the some this is the best filmmaker that is that is just like the best filmmaker so we're gonna watch all these Mm -hmm. movies like that was his attitude and it was just like oh yeah and as a kid i was just like just enthralled with these movies you know but you know when i'm when i compiled my list of the classics that i haven't seen and you know these are well-known movies you know a lot of this has to do with the fact that Stuff my dad or my mom weren't watching you know my mm-hmm. mom and dad loved Die Hard. that's why i got to see Die Hard. they loved that movie i'll never forget my older brother showing me on a, an old beat-up vhs cassette i'm pretty sure he had recorded an edited version of pulp fiction on a vhs mm-hmm. cassette and he showed me just the sequence of where they shoot marvin in the back seat and he was like i'm gonna show you this thing where they accidentally shoot a guy's head in a car <laughs> and they have to go get it cleaned up and i'm like what there's a movie with that what And it like blew my mind oh, yeah. um I was going to encounter Pulp Fiction one way or another, but mm-hmm. I don't know about the Hitchcock. I don't know about the Wild Bunch, um, but look my household. We weren't watching Gone with the Wind and Casablanca on repeat. Right. Those films slipped by. I eventually caught Gone with the Wind later on, but in my later years. Now, The Godfather, you pushed me to see that one when I was 18, I believe. Uh, it was one of those ones where you're like, yeah, you need, that's just, you need to see that one. And, of course, I will my, after my first viewing, I was like, oh, okay. Makes yeah, sense. I, I can't have lived 18 years and haven't watched this movie. It's literally <laughs> a perfect movie. It's an absolute masterpiece. So do you want to kick us off with your uh, – I don't know if you have them in order. I, mine are just in chronological from old to most recent.
0: Uh, okay. Well, I just kind of compiled a list of five that really stuck out to me. Um, and the first couple ones that I have, it's because it's a genre that I just do not care for whatsoever. Mm. And the first one would be Singing in the Rain, nineteen fifty-two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's. A big I've one. never seen it. I, you know, really? I had to study. I, I studied, you know, a little bit of film history, and wow. and so I've seen parts of it, and and I understand, like, you know, the the amount of talent that went into making something like Singing in the Rain. Um, but for me, it's just, I just have no interest in it whatsoever. It's just not really something that I. Um, find enjoyable to watch. Uh, yeah, so I'll probably never watch Singing in the Rain.
1: Yeah, so it's interesting. I first saw that one in my video production class in high school and then later in mm-hmm. my genres of film class in college. And those are the two times I've only seen it. And, and it's a classic. It's great, but also not one I'm revisiting. Uh, no. Yeah. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple dollars rattle off here because I think I have seven total. Uh, Frank Capra, my apologies to you. Also, my apologies to Humphrey uh, yeah, Humphrey Bogart, uh, he's, mm-hmm. there are some films of his that I have not seen. But anyway, <laughs> this is uh, uh, the 1939 film, pre-Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Wow. S- but still uh, in the, middle, uh, the beginning of World War II. Frank Capra's Mr. Smith not Goes the to U.S. <laughs> not in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had not yet lent a helping hand. Oh, until, no. Uh, <laughs> until we were crippled at the hands of the Empire of Japan, um, our naval fleet. Anyway, uh, Frank Capra's Mr. Smith Goes to Washington starring great, indomitable Jimmy Stewart. Um, Just never seen it. I don't know if I ever will. Um, And then after that, a 1941 film. This is post the year of. Actually, this would be also pre-Pearl Harbor because Pearl Harbor is December and I think this came out in the summer. Uh, This is a John Huston film starring Humphrey Bocart called The Maltese Falcon. Uh, I hear about this movie a lot. Never seen it. Have you? it's good yeah it's good both of those are good okay yeah both of those are really good both of them okay yeah yeah all right yeah all right uh and i'll I'll launch into i guess this is technically my number five again this is just in chronological order but i referenced it earlier 1942 casablanca uh this is again humphrey bogart my apologies i hear you're great and i have seen you in other (laughs) movies and you are great i just haven't seen you in two of the most famous movie (laughs) movies you made uh but casablanca do you know who directed this movie
0: casablanca um at one time i did know who directed you know, it's it but f- i
1: because I, I read the I name and i was like oh i don't i didn't know this um michael curtis
0: yes that's right
1: is he fi- like i didn't that's not a name that i was super familiar with I, this is why yeah, i'm not a cinephile
0: I, yeah yeah so he he is uh he actually is pretty celebrated in old classic oh, hollywood yeah. again this stuff is like i mean it's it's hard for me like you know, hearing about this stuff because again, I didn't grow up watching this stuff, so it's like I'm coming in after the fact, and I have to find out about all this stuff. Like, yeah. removed, I'm removed from all this stuff because it's before my time, and um, it's just like not part of anything that I associate myself with. Or, I mean, maybe I had a relative or two that liked old films like this, but they didn't share it with me, yeah. um, so I I I'd never really experienced it growing up. But watching Casablanca, I think it's it's a brilliant movie. It, yeah. It's really really good. So it's, it's really enjoyable. Easy watch. Um, it is in black and white, though. So if you have a problem with that, you're probably not going to like it. Is
1: it subtitled? No, I'm um,
0: <laughs> I, I don't recall subtitles, actually. I, this,
1: is, this is the biggest name on my list, I will say. I mean, they're all classics. But I will say this is, this is probably the biggest. It's almost certainly the biggest. And, and it usually gets a response from my film-loving friends. Like, how have mm-hmm. you not seen Casablanca? I just haven't. I need to make time. It's, probably yeah, the one that one is- it's certainly the one I'm most likely to see on this list.
0: That one's totally worth your time. I would say some of these older movies you can probably skip. Like, you can probably skip with uh, going I uh, watch Mr. I Smith goes I have no intention
1: of watching it. Um,
0: but it's interesting to, for me, like, when I watch those movies, it was it's interesting to, like, look at it like a piece of, um, not just a piece of entertainment, but as a piece of history, like, to see how acting was at that, pe- yeah. that period
1: uh, well, so long as Canada there's a disclaimer was like, at the beginning of course but yes oh yes absolutely yeah, you, you need a disclaimer yeah.
0: you have to have the trigger warning at all times <laughs> uh but yeah like uh what was your other one? Oh, maltese falcon maltese falcon's really good it's really I interesting I, I do want to um, see that one yeah. yeah that one's really good as well so casablanca i would say go watch that soon because uh yeah. it's it's worth your time for sure
1: all right. What's uh, what's next on your list?
0: So a couple more for me. I have um, uh, the other musical on my list is The Sound of Music, Oh, wow. Okay. We, oh, never gosh. seen that. Holy cow. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, no, gosh. no. I've never seen it. I know. Wow. I understand the There's importance seen of it. In that one.
1: Holy cow. Okay. Yes. Wow. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's why I haven't watched that's it. That's
1: why. So. Yeah, Trigger One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, that's my mom's favorite movie
0: i hear that a lot people, so we a lot saw of people it we watched it all the time movie.
1: growing up yeah yeah Dough, it seems deer, like a female deer. yeah
0: yeah 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 oh, you know what's funny is like all this stuff all, a lot of this stuff is referenced like later on and yeah and, like movies and and cartoons even and like tvs i was a big yeah. fan of looney tunes growing up and for whatever reason looney tunes had like a million <laughs> old classic movie references like <laughs> i love a t- it like Thousands. Every episode had a classic movie reference that I didn't understand as a kid. Like, I don't know who Humphrey Bogart was, or I didn't know who he was. Yeah. Or, like, Jimmy Cagney. Like, why, who, why would a kid know, that's a kid sad. born in the 80s, um, living in the 90s, watching Looney Tunes, why would he know who Jimmy Cagney is? And why is Bug Bunny doing that voice? <laughs> a lot, like, a lot of that stuff. Um, that's where I first was exposed to it. So, But Sound of Music is also on my list. Um, another one, let's see, another more, and then I did, like, more recent ones. Um, the English Patient, which oh, my won gosh, Best Picture. I
1: almost put that on my list, too.
0: That is one that I've seen the trailer a million times. I've seen, like, maybe a scene or two, and I just have zero interest
1: in watching that movie what's, whatsoever. It's, you know what's so funny? is, It's one of my... I don't know what year that Oscars was, but it's one of the earliest I can remember watching the entire telecast. Because um, that would have been... Gosh, when was that? 96? Uh, 97. 97. Okay, mm-hmm. so... I was 10. And I remember I watched the entire uh, telecast. I remember thinking, what the heck is the English patient? And it was, mm-hmm. like, nominated for so many. of course, it won Best mm-hmm. Picture. I remember as a kid I was annoyed because at that point I started – I was really loving movies. But I, I didn't really understand the, like, what won awards and why. But I remember being bothered by this obscure movie I'd never even heard of winning awards. And I was like, oh, come on. Ugh. I was like – and it was R-rated so I couldn't see it. I was like, oh, that's annoying. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've, I, have these, I have, like, ill feelings towards that film. And I just never <laughs> caught it. I, I'm like upset that it won. It's weird. But yeah, I almost put it on my list. But like, it's, it's look, it won Best Picture not that long ago. And I yep. never hear people talk about that. Movie.
0: Never. It is a forgotten film. Absolutely. I think.
1: Yeah. Wow. So. Okay. Uh, let me rattle off my next couple ones. Uh, here's the doozy. Speaking of Academy Awards, a 1959 William Wyler film starring Charlton Heston called Ben Hur. Mm-hmm. I have seen bits and pieces, admittedly, of this. I've seen it on TV. I've maybe seen an hour of its, like, four-hour runtime or something. It's very long. Um, but I just have not s- – yeah. I've, it's only just a, just a little bit of the film that I've seen. Uh, it's an epic. Just haven't caught it. You've seen Ben big
0: old, I've seen, like, half of it. I, I lost interest in it. It's just, like, mm. I, it's not really a movie for me. But it's one of those huge, big productions – Um, thousands and thousands of of human extras back in the day Uh, totally went over budget and there's nothing but chaos in the production of it. So yeah, but apparently it's a great movie. I'll I'll just never watch it myself. So I don't know.
1: Now the next movie, I have no real reason why I haven't seen it. Um, it, I don't have any ill will towards it. I just haven't had the opportunity and I need to make time to go see it. it. What's weird about this movie is I've seen other films made about the making of this movie. Uh, it's called rumor has it with Den- uh, jennifer aniston i think um that film is 1967 mike nichols film the graduate starring mm. dustin hoffman this one is a cl- I, I know is a classic i know it's has its place in film history lore i just haven't i've never been in a situation where someone's like hey do you want to watch the graduate or hey i've got it with the graduate i don't own the movie i don't have anyone that's presented the- i just haven't had a chance to see it
0: yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb in here and say that you will love this movie. It's, okay, it's incredible. Is it's it? a, it's a really really. I love good Mike movie. Nichols. I love Mike Nichols. Yeah, you're, you're going to love The Graduate. This is, um, I mean, it's a classic for a reason. It's just I mean,
1: Dustin Hoffman is unrepentant, but um.
0: <laughs> it's a it's a phenomenal movie. I, I would say I would highly suggest you watch it as soon as possible. Okay,
1: all right, of all going? the movies
0: you mentioned tonight, but The yeah, Graduate. no, it's on
1: this top. one's definitely the most likely. This in Cas- Casablanca, but yeah. Uh, what's next on yours?
0: Um, again, like you said, this, there's no particular reason why I didn't see this movie, but it's kind of one that stuck out. It won the best picture um, in 2013, I think. Mm. Um, it was oh. 12 Years a Slave. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I just, this is one of those movies that um, passed me by. I never took the time to watch it. Um, incredible cast. Oh, that's highly standard. celebrated. Won every award possible. Um, but it's just not like I tried to I watch this, this movie is also
1: a, look it's a movie that's also not really talked about it's not slammed people have no. respect for the film and it deserves <clears> respect <throat> but it's not it has not transcended like you know there's, there's this timelessness of certain films and that, that's just not one of them
0: no absolutely not yeah. um, I try, I've tried to watch it before I oh. probably put in a good 20 minutes and it just it was just not interesting to me so yeah. I'll probably never watch that one Wow. But it's highly celebrated, and I would say it's a modern classic.:
1: My next one is a Robert Art Altman film starring Ned Beatty from 1975, and it's Nashville. Never seen Nashville.
0: Well, there's a musical on your list, too.: Yep.:
1: uh, And I'm Mr. Musical over here. Well I mean, uh, give me all me. give me cats, give it give it all to me. Uh, I I'm 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 That's not at all true. But this is like a satirical musical from what I, People reference this film all the time. People love Robert Altman with good reason. Uh, a killer cast just never seen it have you
0: i've never seen nashville again i have a um an anti-musical bias so i'll probably never watch that robert is is there a
1: musical you've enjoyed other than la la land
0: uh (laughs) let me think so so here's a real question this is an honest goodness question would you consider like disney films musicals like the lion king is the lion king a musical i mean is aladdin a musical (sighs) beauty and the beast is that a musical no, but I would say Beauty and the Beast is a musical to me. Like that is there's there's a musical number every what yeah, fifteen Beauty minutes. Is,
1: is pretty, yeah, she starts she starts with that Bonjour song. Yeah, and she goes all the way to all the way into the Beast romance. Yeah, um, yeah, which is
0: uh, there's so many that, that movie like, is problematic. Is
1: musical, I feel like musicals have more. The songs are more one after the other. I mean, there's the breaks. There's a little bit of sure. acting, and it goes sure. into it. Where like Lion King, I feel like the breaks in between songs are a little bit longer, but the songs are yeah. so iconic yeah. that it's just like when they when they hit, they hit. So but I would that's say a the good question,
0: the closest thing to a musical that I would enjoy is like the '90s Disney Disney yeah, movies, yeah. which is the funny Disney to hear you cartoons. say that.
1: But yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, that's the stuff that I really grew up on, and I watched a million times. So. Uh, yeah. After about 1997, um, I stopped watching cartoons, and I couldn't I, I couldn't watch a musical ever again. Yeah. So, I was out.
1: Uh, how many more on your list? I just have one more. I
0: don't, Yeah, I only have a couple. I only have one more actually. Yeah. So, the last one on my list is um, the number two grossing movie of all time. Oh, Box office gross. Stop. Number it. two, Avatar. No, you I've have never not. seen Avatar. No, <laughs> that's a lie. That's a joke. Never, never, that's, never. This never. isn't a bit. No bit. I've never seen Avatar. Didn't, never tried to see Avatar. Had zero interest in Avatar.
1: But you're a huge Jim Cameron head.
0: What? I love James Cameron. I love him. I think he's a genius. Like a literal genius. How did genius. you miss this? It, like I, I didn't
1: like... want to see it and I saw it yeah. three times. So
0: I, mean... I, I I abhor the 3D technology. So that's like the number oh. one reason I didn't. Like watching 3D movies. Deal. Just yeah. zero interest in that. Yeah. Um, that was the big selling point. Like this is a 3D experience. Um, and I just just had no interest
1: in it. So, uh, talk about yeah. a film that was so intensely popular in terms of tickets sold, and I know mm-hmm. China really especially so. And yet, I ju- there's just no Avatar conversations happening. Uh, no, there's just there's not. Certainly there will be though. There will be for the next eight installments that are coming out. Yes, exactly. When I was in New Zealand last year, uh, we drove by uh, this. St- so it's being Avatar was made. In conjunction with Weta, Um, but it was it's they're they're produced and the sound stages are all done in New Zealand, in large part from what I understand. And they were working on we we drove by the sound stages uh, on this tour, uh, this Weta tour, and they were working on I don't know what number of Avatar they were on or what you know who knows. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't even I still honestly don't know how many movies they're simultaneously making like but they're making them all at the same time. I mean Sam Worthington's getting work so good for him. Uh, Yeah. He has one person that believes in him, it's James Cameron. (laughs) Um, (laughs) James Cameron and then Wrath of the Titans or Clash of the Titans or whatever it was. Woof. Uh release the Kraken, oh boy. Um but yeah, it was just funny driving by that thinking, Oh, they're they're in there compiling failure. They're in there compiling something that no one's clamoring for or asking for. Now I say that, of course, it was the highest grossing film up until recently. And so who might have doubt James Cameron the dude has just released banger after banger they doubted him before Titanic they doubted him before Avatar the dude has just proved people wrong time so the guy
0: builds the guy builds cameras like literally builds cameras in his off time yes he he piloted a submarine um through the Marianas Trench Mm -hmm. um he he's a Mm -hmm. wild man
1: he's crazy The guy's incredible he's crazy yeah uh but I just don't I don't know if the market is there for four more Avatar movies but again who who might have doubt James Cameron Mm-hmm. I did not know you'd never seen that, though. That is truly a shock. To me. Uh You've seen yeah. Fern Goalie, You've seen Dance with Wolves. So you've yeah, seen I Avatar. Have. It's just blue people, <laughs> is what it is. It's a blue version of Sigourney Weaver, also. And uh, Zoe you know, Saldana. You, you bring uh, it's up. Um, truly a bad bring, story.
0: Yeah, that's what I've heard. So that's probably one of the reasons why I skipped it, honestly. Um, you bring up um, Dances with Wolves. Yeah. Is there. this? Is, I was thinking about this just yeah. randomly the other day. Um, is there any. Is there any movie starring uh, – oh, I can't think of his name Kevin right now. Costner. Oh. Yeah, sorry, Kevin Costner. Is there any movie starring Kevin Costner that has held up worse than Dances with Wolves?
1: If, dude, if there's not a disclaimer before that movie,
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> don't
1: put disclaimers oh, yeah. before any movies. <laughs> <laughs> we, realize, we realize what this looks like. There's, oh, yeah. a, there's a white hero <laughs> – it's like Daniel Day Lewis was like, look, you should have. I went last of the Mohicans. He got in right under the. <laughs> um, he was the dude, la- He was literally win. the last
0: of the Mohicans, like in the sense that no white man has been able to pull that off, before, <laughs> or after I should say, since.
1: I can't, and it was so celebrated. It was heroic. He won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. What did he win? Oh, yeah. That one over like was it Pulp Fiction? Was it the was that like the big? I want to say there was, was a like movie, the year
0: before that.
1: I think there, there was a movie that like a, a bona fide classic. Um, yeah. That I got to look it over. up now. Yeah. I'm looking it up now because it's going to bother me because everyone's like, what? That one over, you know? Uh, okay. So let's see here. The nominees. So Dance with the Wolves won. Oh, it In was 91. Goodfellas. That's it. So, yep. That's Goodfellas. It. And then the Godfather part three ghost. Yep. I don't know how ghost was. Wow. Nominated for best picture. Um and then yeah, can you believe w-
0: Ghost was nominated for Best Picture?
1: Yeah, is this Insane. really what I'm Ghost? I'm thinking of. Yeah, it is. Yep. Holy cow! Mm-hmm. Did you didn't did you know that?
0: Yes. Oh yeah,
1: I know it was a classic. I didn't know it was nominated for Best Picture. It's right. not
0: a class. I mean, it shouldn't be a classic. Oh, it's it's a not cla- a good movie.
1: It's it's, a, it's considered a classic. And then a film called Awakenings with Robert De Niro and Robin. Williams. Oh, that's a
0: that's a good movie. Oh. Have you seen that one?
1: Is that the one where he plays the? No, I'm thinking of Fisher. King or whatever.
0: Uh, so Awaken- Awakenings is like one of the first times that Robin Williams played like um, like um, dramatic Robin Williams. Oh, wow. And he plays a doctor in like a mental. Um, oh, like a, it's not even a mental. I've it's seen it's like bits and
1: pieces, actually. Because yeah. I thought it was Patch Adams, but it wasn't. Yeah. No, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, funnier than Patch Adams. And Marshall or not. directed it. Holy cow. It's very good. It's a really Holy good movie. Holy cow.
1: Yeah. Look at that. Oh, Penny Marshall's great. I do. Okay, I need to check. Yeah, like, rest checking in peace, out. Penny. Yeah, that oh, one's really good. by Steve Zalian? Dude. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. Um, but yeah, Dance with the Wolves won Best Picture over Goodfellas. Oh over Goodfellas. Over Imagine good Marty sitting there being like, what? What do they want from me? What, what, what 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 do they want from me what do they want from me do, i can get it fellas the, the white guy in the, the, the native tribe what do, what do they do that's a terrible terrible marty scorsese it's perfect i think it's perfect It's perfect. yeah he would appreciate it um anyway you know, uh yeah what are you gonna say
0: um that year that um the year that uh, dances with wolves won um who i'm trying to think of who oh that was directed by kevin acosta that's oh, that was directed right directed by he that's right. best so director Yes, yes, yes. Over Francis Ford
1: Coppola, Martin Scorsese, Stephen Frears. Insane. What an absolute travesty. Uh, It really is truly incredible. Like, (laughs) oh, man, that year, uh, Kathy Bates won for Misery, which was awesome. Uh, Great film. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Jeremy Irons won for Best uh, Actor uh, for Reversal of Fortune. I've not seen that. Uh, supporting actor was Pesci for Goodfellas, great. And then ooh, Whoopi mm-hmm. Goldberg and Ghost won Best Supporting Actor
0: Celebrated, I'm telling you, that was a celebrated Ghost movie. Ghost
1: won also screenplay. Yeah. Uh, and then adapted screenplay was Dance with Wolves. Wow,
0: they really loved that movie.
1: Holy, it cow. was a
0: huge, huge hit, like a mega. Well, look, we mega watched a lot hit. growing up. Yeah.
1: Um, so do we. Kevin Costner was a hero in our house. We love Kevin Costner. I
0: want to say it was a double VHS. I could be wrong on that, but I, I'm pretty sure. I, d- I do
1: like Kevin Costner, to be clear. It's, yeah, as problematic as that movie he is. Holy cow. It's I don't a, think he's okay, a great so director.
0: My question is, what do you like Kevin Costner in? I like, a, him, I
1: like him when he gave me two uh, titleless golf balls at Pebble <laughs> Beach. I'm not even kidding. Right after he crushes a Michelob. And then uh, he gave mm-hmm. me two free golf balls, which I was forever grateful for. They were Titleist Pro-Vs, nice balls. You and should like it, he gave those to me from out of his caddy bag, and it was, it was just really nice of him to do. So that's why I like him. <laughs> I, I underst- fully understand that. <laughs> I like him that. That. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, gosh.
1: That's a true story. Um,
0: that's amazing. Now,
1: man, I wish we would have ended on your avatar because I'm ending on a clunker for me. I just wanted something at least a little more recent. I, never, I did not get as recent as you. Uh, Mine's a 1982 film, the last one on my list. It's uh, an Alan Pakula film. Oh, okay. Pakula. Uh, Meryl Streep's iconic role in Sophie's Choice. I hear mm-hmm. a lot about this. I hear a lot about her. I do have interest in seeing this film for sure. It's Kevin Klein, Meryl Streep. Uh, I think Kevin Klein's great, um, or at least he was. I haven't seen him in a movie in a very long time. But uh, yeah, Sophie's Choice. Just another one. Just No particular reason. Just haven't been able to catch it yet. But
0: yeah, I've never seen that so I don't think I'll be watching. Oh, you haven't it. Seen? Okay. So no.
1: on my list of the films that you have seen, what would be the most immediate? Is it The Graduate? Casablanca, Maltese Falcon.
0: Yeah. 100% The Graduate. Like yeah. That is a movie you should see okay. this week. That's how good the movie is. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> it's not just about the movie itself. Like You're talking about also the soundtrack and just everything about it. It has like, again, this is one of those movies that was so influential that it's referenced later on. It's influenced other movies after it, and you'll see how it's influenced other movies that came after it, like directly. There's like movies have stolen from it, a million times. So,
1: so if I commit to watching, uh, The Graduate, will you commit to watching Avatar in 3D? Uh,
0: oh, uh, no, the, there.
1: No, how about this? If I, this is what we should do. We, yeah, we get to pick from one movie from each person's list for the other person to watch. And Love Honestly, it. for you, it's Singing in the Rain. I want you to watch Singing in the Rain.
2: Ooh. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. I'm sorry, Avatar. You're wow. not gonna get Avatar. Tr- sing it you can watch it on the bed ba- it can be in the background you can watch it on the phone in the bathtub if you want you know you well, I, I do attention. know
0: what i do know the one song the, but the main song the music isn't
1: the reason to see this it's an interesting okay. satire on hollywood and the change into tataki. like it, it's actually interesting as a document cuz it's it's well, when was it the filmed the 1950s 60s 52 50,
0: yeah 52 so it and it's 52.
1: about the 20s i want to mm-hmm. say or 30s and so it's interesting because I didn't really realize that growing up, I just thought Singing in the Rain was made in the era that it portrayed because it was that mm-hmm. long fifties. might as well be the twenties. Um, but it's interesting as a historical document, and I do think it's worth a watch because it's not music a musical. It is a musical, but it's not like a musical in the jet in the sense that you're used to musicals. And I and okay. I think that it's worthy of your time one time through. What's the runtime on that? uh it's
0: probably two hours let me see yeah
1: well that's the thing is the musicals have just a habit of going so long it's an hour and 43 so it's manageable
0: oh yeah that's not bad
1: it's gene kelly for goodness sakes um yeah
0: yeah like i've so i I did have a film history class several film history classes one specifically where we watched like the opening i want to say 15 minutes of this movie oh yeah um yeah so i I have seen parts of it um it's just well, I'll musical. watch The
1: Graduate if you watch Singing in the Rain. If you could, I will we, watch it this which week. Which one would you have picked if if I didn't assign?
0: Uh, I would have said, uh, shoot, probably uh, Twelve Years a Slave. Oh, yeah, I'm sing um, Yeah, I'm I'm gonna watch Singing in the Rain this week. Okay, okay. and I will report back to you.
1: So uh, that's that's our show for today. I'm gonna yeah. keep this under an hour. I think we're at 58 minutes. Um, but on our way out what's getting you back in the theaters what movie black widow comes out this weekend but mm-hmm. it also comes on disney plus so i know you always buy those premium access movies on Disney. Plus. i
0: will not be watching black widow not in the yet. theaters um so far the only thing that i've looked down on the schedule that's really like drawing me in is uh the green knight
1: oh yeah when is that yeah
0: i want to say it's the end of uh this month it's oh, the end of july
1: oh it's, oh, it's this month
0: David Lowry, friend yeah.
1: of the pod. Good man. <laughs> he's been on the pod. He absolutely <laughs> has. That's not nope, a joke. No, People not, don't believe that. He has that. been on the pod. Uh, July
0: 30th release date.
1: Yeah. Wow. July 30th? Mm-hmm. Can I give you another recommendation? It's a, a film that Let's just dropped it. on HBO Max. No Sudden Move by Steven Soderbergh. No Sudden Move. Okay, so Pulisio that's Lucio del Toro, Don okay. Cheadle. You got Julia Fox from Uncut Gems. It's great. You got Ray Liotta. Yeah. Bits, little. I love how Ray Liotta just comes in bits and parts, and I love. I'm always happy to see him. You know?
0: Did I ever tell you that I saw Ray Liotta on the freeway one time? No. Like he was. Uh, was he like looking
1: he up for helicopters? Full, was he freaking out? No,
0: Not but then. he was in full-on movie star mode. Like he was, he uh, oh, driving yeah. an extremely fancy. Of course. Um, I want to say Mercedes Benz. Yes. Uh, uh, like Mercedes Benz convertible, top down. One on one freeway, driving about ninety five in the fast lane, um, sunglasses on, like big flowing white hair. Like he has like stark white hair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was he was a full on like driving down the street, this full on movie star. Like holy crap, here comes a movie star. It's amazing the presence when you
1: when you get in the That's when you a, see an actual not, movie he has star. He's not aged well, to be clear. But it's, no. Yeah, no. I mean, who does? Uh, no, so but. Did. But, uh, but yeah, he's in this. Bits and pieces. Uh, awesome! Uh, I love Ray really, Liotta. Uh, yeah, no, it's right. I love. Yeah. I love when he's sprinkled in this stuff. But you also got a uh, little bits parts by Kieran Culkin, Brendan Fraser. It's just a great cast. How uh, did
0: uh, Brendan Fraser look?
1: Was he holding up? He was perfect for the role. <laughs> he was perfect for the role.
0: Does George need to go back
1: to the jungle? Let's just say there's not going to be any mummies entombed anytime soon. Oh boy! Uh, or, or or entombed? Probably not the right word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's just say Indiana can, Jones' light won't be going on any adventures anytime soon. Can he not fit in the sarcophagus? Uh, you know what's funny is he was great in the little. He's he's got a small little. You know he's kind of this middleman. It's it's a fun caper flick. Um, it's not Soderbergh's best. But it's definitely worth watching because there's a lot of other themes that have to do with 1950s Detroit. So there's a little bit of automotive industry stuff in there. Cool. Some fun cameos. Um, it's a little bit hard to follow in the end as things start to come in together and you're trying to follow. It's, you know, it's a little bit uh, tough to follow. But it's just got an electric cast. Benicio Del Toro I could watch literally do anything. And I'm fascinated by him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes his excellent part in The Last Jedi. Uh, and that really that, that <laughs> stutter he had which was really a nice touch uh, <laughs> uh all right i think that's it aaron you got anything else
0: all right no man that's it but we do have homework and we will have to we report have homework. back next week
1: we'll be back we will be back we're back right. someone texted me this week is the uh brave little podcast on indefinite hiatus and i hell no even, i didn't even respond so no I'm get on that mic and I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove how much of a hiatus this is we're back boys <laughs> we are back we never left man never, we never left we've been recording <laughs> last couple ones i didn't post because i had technical issues amongst other things but but we've uh, got that all
0: straightened out now
1: we have we do well, we'll i'm about well, to find out right now actually <laughs> as soon as we're done recording
0: <laughs> and if it does work we have who who do we have to thank for that on the technical side there's a special youtube channel there is
1: So, folks, if you have any issues whatsoever, technically, your computers, if you don't know how to record your screen, you don't know how to plug Mm -hmm. in your mic, you don't know Mm -hmm. how to connect, uh, say, a PlayStation controller to a a computer, you want to go to Iron Point Tech YouTube channel. I'm telling you, they have all of the technical know-how. It's wonderful. Uh, Iron Point Tech, not to be confused with Iron Point Films, the lauded production Mm -hmm. company, not to be confused with Iron Point Road, where Century Mm -hmm. Theaters in Folsom, California is located. It's Iron Point Tech. So uh, that is the sponsor of this pod. Uh, just uh, full disclosure, Iron Point Tech. Uh, they don't have a website, I don't think. Go to their YouTube channel, watch their stuff, like it, comment, Like, subscribe. subscribe yes. Yes. Comment. You would not have this podcast working as wonderfully as it nope. is right now without the help of the folks over at Iron Point. Just so.
0: whatever you do, engage with the content. Engage That's with the, the content. That's the only thing. Engage with a thumbs content. up, a thumbs down is as good as a thumbs yes. up. Write something controversial
1: in the comics, comments. doesn't even have to be positive. Mm-hmm. Just something. No. Something.
0: We need a reaction. That's all we care about.
1: All right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Go to Iron Point Tech on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week. Aaron, peace. All right. See
0: ya. Thank you for listening to the Brave Little Podcast. Hold on to your butts.